Hey, BA fam, this episode is sponsored by State Farm. Are you a small business owner looking for insurance that fits your needs and budget? Look no further than State Farm. State Farm agents are not just insurance providers. They're also small business owners who live and work right here in your community. They understand the unique challenges of running and protecting a small business. When it comes to small business insurance, State Farm knows what it takes. Create a plan that fits your needs and your budget. State Farm agents are ready to help you choose personalized policies that truly understand your business. Ensure your small business with a fellow small business owner. Talk to a State Farm agent today and get started on personalized small business insurance that fits your needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. Hey, hey, hey. I'm practicing my tenor. I'm not sure if I if I hit it. But, you, know, <laughs> I, you know, I just feel like Udo Baritone. I don't know. Somebody, you know, I figured the lower range, you know, this, it's time for you guys to see that I do indeed have the range. So, you know, just just a little tidbit of what I've been working on. We never <laughs> had there. a doubt. <laughs> hey, hey, How hey. are you? <laughs> I'm good. How are you? Happy Brun Ambition Wednesday. Yes, and we are back. So first things first, I need to know, dishwasher update. Listen, I had I had very little expectation when I was just complaining to you guys about my whole dishwasher saga. If you are out of the loop, you got to listen to last week's show. I told you all about how LG and Best Buy were conspiring to try and steal $1,000 from us for like a busted dishwasher. Um, so I went to Twitter. I took Tiffany's advice. I haven't used Twitter to complain about a problem with the company publicly in a long time. Um, but I went to Twitter and I started a thread just telling my story. And I asked you guys to retweet me and at them and comment. And you you came through to like a hilarious degree. <laughs> I loved it. We are oh both the, the best and the worst at the same yes, time. Yes, the worst. I mean, to LG, the worst, but to me, the best. <laughs> oh, my God. I should read some of the some of the, the tweets. It was like a lot of people were like, I, I mean, I guess. I know which brand I'm never going to buy again. (laughs) (laughs) They brought the dramatics to the table. No, yes. (laughs) And Tiffany, thank you for retweeting. So, um, what that what happened was I ended up in a in a DM conversation with LG um, customer support pretty much for two days in a row, and then they did not want to progress the case at all. Where where my husband was getting stymied was I kept saying, it's not covered by the warranty. We're so sorry. Nothing we can do. And I kept pushing and pushing. And anytime they would like, you know, they would get quiet for a couple of hours and then I would just go find people would tweet and then it would just bring it back again. And after day one, we got more retweets and it just like, they couldn't ignore it. Finally, I got a message from them saying, we have forwarded your um, we have forwarded your case to our returns department. Here's your order number, or here's your case number. You should get an answer in three to five business days. And I asked my husband, like, has that happened before? And he said, No, that's actually really good. It means that there's a there's a chance we'll get a refund. Um, and so three to five business days ended today. So I had husband call them up, and they said our refund and our exchange has been approved. Yes. <laughs> the tweets, the tweets, the tweets it worked. I can't believe it. So I haven't actually. I'm not going to claim it on Twitter that I have succeeded until I get that like new dishwasher in place because I'm still dubious. Like because right now, because the thing is, we bought it through Best Best Buy, but it was an LG dishwasher. LG is saying that they've approved it for the warranty now to be replaced, but that Best Buy is going to reach out to us now to um, arrange like an exchange and a, and a new machine or whatever. So I'm going to keep waiting before I like call a complete victory because I don't know, like I, I don't know, Best Buy, like what if they try and play something? I don't know. I'm just a little suspicious, but this is amazing. Thank you guys so much. Yes. Oh my gosh. That my, is awesome. My husband yeah. did not believe he did not, believe. he was like, you, babe, you we got to buy a new dishwasher. Like- I am the queen. Like, I don't, you know, I don't, you, I don't abuse Twitter, but I, you know what? This is hilarious. But when I found out that like that whole complaint to Twitter thing kind of worked is my friend, I'll call his name. She won't care. Chike. So Chike one time went to um, Dunkin' Donuts and they wouldn't give him extra butter on his bagel without charging more. <laughs> <laughs> what? And so I guess he got a buttered bagel and it was like 
really low on the butter. So he's like, oh, hey, there's not much butter on here. Can I have more? They're like, oh, that'll be an, an extra 35 cents or something like that. So he wrote a tweet like, this is outrageous. Look at this. <laughs> <like."> oh. <laughs> and when I tell you, Chige got like, I don't know, like a $10 gift certificate. But I remember this was probably like five, six years ago. But I remember thinking, you, you got more butter on your bagel via Twitter? Hmm. So I use it very rarely, only if the normal means don't work. Because sometimes, and it's definitely not to obviously abuse, that's only if like a company has made a mistake and they're refusing to acknowledge it. Um, and you might think you have to have like a huge following. I did. I've used it, I would say, less than five times in like five or six years. And without fail, I've at least gotten it escalated. Um, and, you know, so, yeah, no, yeah, show the shimmy. Good news. I feel so vindicated. My husband just did not believe he was ready. He was re- He wanted me to spend another thousand dollars on a dishwasher. I'm like, you cannot. I was like, take me off the bench, coach. You're tired. You've been dealing with this for two months now. So thank you guys so, so very much. And I'll, I'll keep you posted. I just love when good people win. You know, I feel vindicated. Anyway, I'm not the only win in our lives right now, actually. Okay. All we do is win, win, win. Yeah, what? <laughs> So I've, I have started to tell people some very big personal news for me and husband. We are expecting our first child. That's me screaming in dog pitch. <laughs> Poor Molly is probably like, what is going on? <laughs> Poor Molly has no idea what's about to happen to her life, to her world where mommy only has her, you know, oh. to deal with. <laughs> yes. yes. I mean, obviously, guys, I knew. I mean, but it's still sad. Every time I always forget. And then I'm like, wait, Mandy's a mom. Oh, my God. That's awesome. I don't think I've earned that title quite yet. I am a vessel of life, though. You know, <laughs> it, okay. I, I do have a little like octopus octopus type thing squirming around in there right now. That's what I feel like. I just feel like there's an alien invasion. You know, it's so crazy. The fact that that is the most Mandy thing. It literally needs to be on a T-shirt. I am. <laughs> Mom, not so much vessel of life. So yeah, that's like literally the most Mandy thing you've ever said, like ever. So yes, I love it. Vessel of life. Yeah. So I've I've started. You know what's funny is like I didn't realize how awkward it is to tell people because a lot of people, especially with work and like friends, you don't see everybody all the time, so it doesn't like come up in normal conversation. Plus, if you start getting rounder on the middle, no one's gonna, no one in their right mind is gonna ask you. And like unless people are trying to foist, you know, tequila shots on you, there's no. There's no like natural way to just tell people. So I've I've had a lot of really awkward, funny conversations with folks, especially when it came time to tell people at work, which I started doing a couple of weeks ago. And that was a whole agonizing, you know, when do I tell? Um, you know, we had our review process typically happens in June. And I was thinking, eh, might as well just wait till after the review. Why have that cloud anyone's thoughts mm. about me? Um, but then I was like, oh, whatever. The reviews got pushed till late July. And I'm like, this is, I'm tired of like, I'm tired of, you know, pretending like nothing's different in my life. I'm out for all these doctor's appointments and missing work and stuff. So I think I owe it to the team to tell them, you know, what's happening. And everyone's been so, everyone's been really cool about it. And I'm the first person in this office here to have a kid. Um, not that there's no, people have kids in my office, but I'm the first Mm -hmm. one to like get pregnant here. Okay. So I feel like, okay, I'm going to set an example for what, you know, what's acceptable for a pregnant lady to do. And I'm just like, I talk about it. It's not a big secret. You know, I've already started making jokes about occupying our wellness room from my pumping, you know, when I get back and everything like that. And people have been really, yeah, supportive. So um, now that everyone knows, I feel it's starting to get real. I'm going to have a I'm going to have a, a human to keep alive. I know. That is so crazy. We're going to be an awesome mom. Thanks. Yeah, I'm about, I'm about halfway there. I'm at week 20, for those who are wondering. People always ask, how far along are you? When's it due? Week 20 and due December 1st. Ooh, how did Drake react? Was he like, okay, okay, okay? You know, your brother. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> My brother, I have the funniest video. I should share it with you guys. It's now that people know, oh, yeah, all the videos of our parents finding out. Are, my dad, my yes, my dad and, and my husband's uh, mother, their reactions are, like, so hilarious. Um, but my brother was actually more shocked than my dad was. I was surprised. Really? Yeah, he was, like, and he's been really funny and just, you know, he, he loves the idea of being an uncle. He's excited. He's Aww. like, I'm spending all my money on your child. I'm like, great. Yes. Awesome. 
No, honestly, the first, like, when, like, so my um, sister, uh, Carol, was the first to have, and, and w- plus we're all girls, and so her, her, um, her first baby was a boy. It was a rap. It was, when I say a rap, I'm like, uh, King Roman, what, what do you, you <laughs> tell me at three months? Like, I'm just here to listen to you. Honestly, there's nothing, and now she's got Amelia, and then my sister Karen has Lily, but it's just like, it's, honestly, there's nothing more fun Thing being an auntie or an uncle because like I'm like of course you can have ice pops for breakfast are you crazy I don't care what your mother says you know <laughs> like you can do whatever you want and they're just the best I, honestly being an auntie or uncle is is awesome because you get all of the you know all of the love none of the major responsibilities because I'm like okay time to go home Roman and to mess up your own house yes. because auntie's taking a nap <laughs> so yeah yeah just like honestly I think you're gonna really you're gonna see like a different side to your siblings that you're gonna be like oh so clearly you love the kids more than me like I will literally call my sister and I'm like can you put Amelia on the phone please thanks <laughs> meanwhile Amelia is like what if I have she's like hi hi I'm like so how was your day oh my gosh how was that girl at school is she still messing with you hi Hi, hi. You can't even speak. And I'm like, all right, so it was great, girl. Um, I'm going to come by tomorrow. Tell your mother to have you ready. So, yeah, your siblings are going to be in love with your baby. That's awesome. I already feel neglected just walking because, like, for me, I've been – there's so much focus on, like, baby stuff. I mean, of course the child is important. It's not here yet, though. I'm also important. And you know what? (laughs) Nothing fits me anymore, and I need new clothes. So why, why when I go to stores that have maternity wear, why is the kids section three times as big as the maternity (laughs) section? Why H&M? Why Old Navy? And also, it's nothing new. It's all, like, stuff people have returned. I guess, like, Old Navy and H&M don't sell. They only sell what people return at a discount, though. So that's, that's like, the benefit. But I've been, like, having to shop online for stuff. I found broke down and uh yeah it's so far just trying to find things that fit I'm like can I get some attention and love but yeah you're you're right I'm the first one of my siblings to have um a kid so I do feel like oh I get you know this this kid's gonna get all the attention because there's not like my siblings don't have kids to to like distract them (laughs) I totally spoil rotten to the core they're like Mandy I'm sorry no one's speaking to you I'm speaking to baby (laughs) hey hey, baby how you doing (laughs) Oh, speaking of baby. So this is a perfect segue. I'm talking about baby and work. So I would say about 95% and maybe even 97% of the folks that work for Budgetista Enterprise. So I would call that like the Budgetista itself, my literature academy, my marketing company, um, my foundation. So like it's mostly all women. Shout out to Kamon on my team. She just recently had a baby. But I want to say that in the last two years, we've had one, two, three, four, four, four babies um, in the last two years. So a lot of babies going on um, at Budgetista Enterprise. And uh, it's kind of come up that like there's like a struggle with how do we because we work digitally and um, a lot of the moms actually stay home with their children. And if you've ever babysat anyone under the age of four, you know just how hard it is to get work done and to um, to like care after care for your child. And so we, we came up with a solution that I'm, I'm hoping will really help and work. And I just want to share it. And I would love to know like at your jobs, what solutions do they have if they even help with childcare? So here's a solution that we've come up with. So as you know, the budget we have a large audience, it's about 800,000 women worldwide. And so what we decided is we're actually going to do some sort of like almost like budget needs to babysitting where I'm going to reach out to the audience share this the um the basic vicinity and state where the women who have children who are looking for childcare on my team the unicorn squad um the women who have children that are looking for childcare we're going to look for dream catchers in those areas vet them so and you know I used to be a school teacher myself so um vet them background check all of that and then that way the women on the team can have access to at least three or four different dream catchers that you can you can um, hit up if you need childcare assistance. So if you're like, oh my gosh, major meeting, and I know the baby's gonna cry. I know I can hit up, you know, Georgia, Thelma, Louise, or Sharon. Um, and then too, we as a company are planning to offer like a, a, a childcare credit to help. So I'm gonna look at what the numbers can dictate. So let's just say we set aside two percent of our gross income 
toward childcare credit. And that ends up being, I don't even know like what 2% of our gross income, just say for the sake of ease, it's $30,000. And so we've got say like five women. So $30,000 divided by five women, um, that would be, what is that? $6,000, 30 times five. Yes. Yeah. $6,000. So then that would be the credit for the year that you could use toward, toward uh, childcare. So that's kind of our, that's our, huge. Our, that's awesome. So, I'm excited about that it. That should right? cover like two hours of daycare. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I know, right? But at least something. Cause no, that's part. like at least half a year's worth based on the estimates we've got. Um, you know? Yeah. And so I just want, because one, I you know, it's when you, because, you know, I don't have children yet, but it's so, it wasn't an issue that I was experiencing. And so it's so important that you're talking to your team because it totally, you know, that goes over my, my, um, that went over my head. I used to, I remember when uh, Carol first um, went back to work, I used to babysit Roman every Tuesday and Thursday for like half a day. And I remember how tough that was with just him. And so, but because that's not my life now, it's not an issue that I would have paid attention to until it was brought to my attention. And now I'm like, okay, how do we make it that you are able to, to, you know, like work, efficiently, but also live life efficiently. I really, cause I told my team, what's really important to me more than anything else truly is them. I, I want to run a heart centric company where the focus is you, the individual, the woman. Um, and, and, and we do have some men, but specifically because, you know, we, we cater to women. And so it's really important to me that the women who, who work on the team feel supported, not just professionally, but personally. Um, and so, and to work from that angle first. So personal, honestly, first. And, and because I know once we get your personal together, the professional, because I hired you because you're dope. I'm not worried about your capability of doing the work. You're here already. People kind of like vet themselves out. So that's not the component that I worry about. I just want to make sure that every, everybody is okay. I've got this, I don't know if it's like a Libra thing or empath thing. I've got this really big thing about that. I need the people around me to be okay, or I can't feel okay. Like if you're my sibling, if you're not okay, I'm like, well, what do we need to do? Significant other, whoever, like if I think that there's something that's wrong, not like, like something light where you're like, oh, you know, I had a bad day at work, but I'm talking about like something that is like fundamentally wrong. I can't rest with it. And so knowing that people were struggling in that way, I was like, what, why did you guys not tell me? I didn't even think about this. We need a solution. How did it come to be? Because I feel like what's great about what you're doing, like in order for you as a leader at your, at obviously as the owner of your you know, budget needs to ink, you have the power to make these types of changes, but you can't, you don't know to make them unless people tell you. And I think yes. a lot of women probably feel like they don't like they need to hide their struggle, or it's just part of their, you know, just managing childcare with their work. It's something they have to do on their own. And they can't tell their employer, they can't tell their manager, because it'll be seen as them being weak, or not contributing like other team members. And I feel like the fact that you, you know, like as a manager, you need people to feel comfortable enough and confident yeah. enough telling you. So yeah, how did you guys start that? Like, how did you first know it was an issue? Um, it was just a member of my team. It was like, honestly, I'm drowning. And I don't like she didn't want to say, but she was like, I'm literally at capacity and it was showing. And I think that she was just like, uh, it, it's now starting to cross over where I can't get this work done. And it's not, it wasn't like her not to get work done. So it was just, you know, it, it, it just, it, she didn't want to say, cause she felt like it was a personal situation. Mm -hmm. And I was like, no, I wish I would have known. So we're at, we actually added, there actually, there's a six point, um, uh, um, plan I call it our pivot plan to pivot toward that not being an issue anymore. So one of the things that I meet with my lead team on Monday, it's four women. And um, we used to meet, we meet, we met Monday mornings and Thursday mornings, but Monday was getting a little redundant because they're so efficient. It was like, well, we kind of work everything out on Thursday. We don't even need these Monday morning meetings. So instead we are changing those Monday morning meetings to our mental health check-in Monday morning meetings. So on Mondays, instead of talking about business, we're not talking about business at all. I am checking in with you as a person. So we get on the call, what's happening? Like, you know, the baby's not drinking. This one has the flu. You're tired. Whatever that looks like, that is your opportunity. I want to just talk to you, like, as a woman to woman. I could say, you know, IVF is like a struggle. I'm tired. I'm not sure about that. Like, I want all of that out on the table. And because that will really get, 
it'll help me to understand like, what are you really going through and how can we support you in your personal life? And not just you as a lead team member, but you meet with your teams and to have um, mental health check-ins with them weekly too. So you can bring that to the Monday meeting. Whereas maybe you're like, I'm fine, but you know what? One of the customer service young women, she's really struggling. And so, but I wouldn't know because I don't speak to her regularly. And so that's really important to me to like, yes, to be in the know professionally, like, oh, marketing is down or whatever. But more importantly for me to be in the know personally, because sometimes people are really struggling or they're, they're going through trauma. Well, if you're going through trauma, why are we sending you a blog post to write? No, that's not what we do here. You know, like if, if I find out that something is happening, we all stop and secretly we're like, okay. Nobody send work to such and such because I just found out that her uncle passed away. And she'll be like, hey, guys, is there any work done? Nope, there's no work. Are you sure? Because nope, we're actually good today. You actually can take the rest of the day. And just like, and it doesn't reflect in your pay. It doesn't reflect in level of responsibility. You don't get penalized for being a human being. I want to run a different type of company where you can bring your whole self, your wife, your your mother, your 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 significant other self, your your, you know, whatever self that... That, that encompasses you, you can bring your whole self to, to this company and it's embraced and it's part of the whole. I don't want it just for you to like, this is not just work for me. This is life. You know, you spend so much time here with these people and I'm like, no, it, it has to mean more than that. And so, um, like I, I feel like someone, one of my saving graces is I never worked in corporate America. So I don't really have the, I don't have to unlearn those things. So I, I'm really, this is the approach that happens when you teach preschool, honestly. And I feel like that's what I'm bringing to the table because Miss Charlene, when I taught preschool, this is what we did. She was my co-teacher. We talked about our life and how you doing, girl. And, oh, you have cramps. Well, you know, I'll take the kids outside. How about you lay down on the cot? Oh, like you and your boyfriend broke up. I'm going to come by this weekend and I'm going to, we'll watch movies. And so that, that kind of like care for each other as women and the workplace is what I experienced when I taught preschool for 10 years. And I think that it, it made us better teachers. It made us just better, you know, it just, just made us better. And I want to bring that to the company. And, and we just, like I said, we have some, some pivot points that, that we can do to, to make it better. So I'm excited, especially for the childcare credit to roll out and to finding, you know, childcare options for the people who need it. Yeah, well, we got so many great stories from our listeners on their childcare experiences. But you're right, it's not just about like the financial burden. It's also how your how your employer, wherever you work, startup, independent, you know, how you're treated at work when it comes to those issues. And like getting to it, because as a parent, I think you need to build up that confidence in opening up to your employer and any good manager, whether you are, you know, the budget Nista or you work for a company, any good managers having a one-on-one check-in at least bi-weekly with mm-hmm. their direct reports. And you need to use that time tonight. I'm constantly harping on this to my people. It's like, it's not, and I, and I make a point, I'm not the best at small talk sometimes. I'm like very much like goal oriented. I just want to get to the point, but I force myself to, you know, learn about each person. Not that I have to force myself, but you know how it is when you're just mm-hmm. like focused on the work, but open up about myself. And I think by talking about my pregnancy and not making it some big secret saying I do need time off every few weeks to go to the doctor for the morning, like, and, and not making it something that's I should be ashamed about because I'm not so that they feel when they're ready to start a family yeah. or they need to ask out, you know, time off for their kid being sick. Um, believe me, I'm, I'm cash all the, all the flexibility I've given my team when it comes to childcare for their kids, I will be granting it to myself as well. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> good. And uh, yeah, yeah. And it's not just about the money, but that's that's amazing. I think that that will make a huge difference, and just show where you where your values are, you know, for your team, and that'll trickle down. Awesome. Yes. Oh, baby on the brain. A- Right. This is such a war. I feel like I feel like we're like like uh, the whole BA, um, you know, like listenership is like slowly we're like come in for the hug. You know, I'm not a big hugger, but at this moment in time, I want you to lean into the hug. Listen. OK, hug, hug, hug. OK, squeeze, let go. Um, I'll need your hugs. Good. December 2nd. Um, <laughs> and uh, childcare wise, we we're fortunate because my husband's mother doesn't work and she fortunate slash am I fortunate I don't know she basically wants 100% child care custody as soon as this child is in the world um so we'll have support like you know I've got my I'll have my maternity leave my husband's got his paternity it's not amazing but we'll probably we'll, we'll be able to cobble together probably five to six months off um to be home and then I plan on 
I plan on just letting myself figure out what I want. Like people are asking me, what's your childcare plan? Is your mother-in-law going to move in? You know, are you going to put him in daycare? And I'm like, how do I know and what I need until it's yeah. like in the world? And I, like, I don't know if I'm going to, like, I might be so crazy staying at home that I'm going to want to go back to work immediately. Or mm-hmm. I might negotiate work from home for a few extra mm-hmm. months. Like, I don't know. And um, it's okay not to know. And, and, just woosah now because everyone is going to give you so much <laughs> quote unquote it? advice. Or they just ask questions that stress you out with no actionable tips <laughs> included. Yes. And you but. don't have to, I mean, like, honestly, nobody knows anything. Like yeah. you just, you don't have to know. You just, like you said, you'll, I, I remember when, when, um, like Roman first came home, I remember we all had like this plan, like, okay, I'm going to spend two weeks with Carol. Then you spend, then you spend after a week, Carol's like, everybody get out of my house. Right. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I feel like, like I will be Carol. <laughs> she was like, you're stressing me out. Everyone is stressing me out. Everyone get out of my house. It's too much. I will debate like the baby is stressed enough. Now I got to worry about you. Like, did you eat? Do you want some cereal? Like, so, like and, and like, so exact. But then my sister, Karen was different. Like her, her mother-in-law moved in and she's like, um, her mother-in-law's amazing. She's super nice, like fun. And she moved in and Karen was like, oh my gosh, she's so great with the baby. I'm so glad she's here. And then my mother stayed for a couple months and then my sister Tracy went, then like my sister Lisa went. So Karen was very much like, you know, please tag, tag the next person in. So you just don't know what you're going to feel until you get there. And there's nothing wrong with either way. Thank you. I'm just going to give myself the space to just, you know, be this, you know, vessel of life and just, <laughs> I caught myself watching YouTube videos on childbirth. Don't do that. Ah, don't do that. You don't want to see, you don't want to <laughs> see, but anyway, I'm very excited. Thank you guys. Um, you know, I don't know why I'm saying thank you. <laughs> thank you for your gifts in advance. I'll send you my registry link. <laughs> no, but, um, yeah, first Brown Ambition baby. We need like some Brown Ambition onesies or something. We do. We do. <laughs> Hey, BA fam, this episode is sponsored by State Farm. Are you a small business owner looking for insurance that fits your needs and budget? Look no further than State Farm. State Farm agents are not just insurance providers. They're also small business owners who live and work right here in your community. They understand the unique challenges of running and protecting a small business. When it comes to small business insurance, State Farm knows what it takes. Create a plan that fits your needs and your budget. State Farm agents are ready to help you choose personalized policies that truly understand your business. Ensure your small business with a fellow small business owner. Talk to a State Farm agent today and get started on personalized small business insurance that fits your needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. we've gotten all that great news out of the way it is time for one of my favorite segments questions name that tune mandy was that a song <laughs> okay I'm gonna do it again. that's not fair <laughs> i'm gonna do it again i'm gonna do it again. it's, okay. it's I'm, i mean it's the tune that you want to name it is time for brown ambition questions please ask what you need now it's time to ask the questions you jingle bells Wait, wait, what is it? Wait, no, no, it's not Jingle Bells. It's not Jingle Bells. It's Jingle Bells. It's Deck the Halls. Deck the Halls. Wait, that's the same tune, I think. (laughs) Jingle Bells. No, Jingle Jingle Bells is Jingle Bells. Jingle Bells. Oh, yeah, you're right, you're right. Deck the Halls. But why are we in Christmas? I don't don't understand. (laughs) It's July, though. It's 100 degrees out. Honestly, I don't even know where it came from. It just came from nowhere. And I was like to see if, like, you know, meanwhile, I'm always testing Mandy's, like, random, unnecessary knowledge. And you're like, I don't I don't know. I thought I was going to lose another black card because it's no. always some, like, obscure 90s <laughs> black reference that I wasn't alive long enough to know. This one um, is just straight, just straight. I got you on Christmas on Christmas you carols. You did. You did. You got me. Like, you know, you you were in the least of vicinity. So we're going we're gonna to let you keep that one. 
All right, so it's time for some questions. What questions are in the box? Oh, got some good questions today. Let me pop over to the Instagram. Again, we are at Brown Ambition Podcast on Instagram. Feel free to shoot us your questions. Do let me know if you want me to put you on blast with your name or if you want to be anonymous, because if you don't, I will say your name um, or at least your Instagram handle. And for those of you who've been sending questions, thank you very, very much. So first question, let me see. Let me see. Let me see. Ooh, this question comes from, let me see. What's her name? Oh, at meme702 on Instagram. She says, I'm loving your podcast, but I need some help. I feel completely lost. I'm 41 years old and I've never invested, but I would love to start. I work as a childcare provider in my home. My husband works outside of the home. Where should I start? Well, 41, I mean, it's over for you. Like, why are you even trying? I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, it's not. That's so young. Yes. Um, yeah, I mean, 41, forget about your age when it comes to like investing. Like, just start when you feel ready, um, honestly. And so if you're working from home and your husband's outside of the home, I would ask, does your husband get access to a 401k? Um, if he does, and even better, if his company matches his contributions, I would definitely start there because you don't want to leave money on the table if they're going to match, you know, a percentage of his savings. You as a independent, you know, working for yourself, don't have the same benefit or don't have the opportunity to get a match. So I would first start there. Secondly, you can easily open, um, you know, as far as like the, you know, options, you can go to like, any any firm like a Vanguard, a Fidelity, mm-hmm. a TD Ameritrade, and open a starter, just an IRA, individual retirement account um, that you can open and start saving in personally. There's also a SEP IRA, which is an option if you are self-employed. Um, I would say check with an accountant. So first investment I think might be good for you is invest in, you know, a consult a consultation with an accountant, someone who can give you really solid advice to get you off the ground. It may cost a couple hundred bucks, but think about just having someone give you that shove in the right direction and select the right account for you. Um, and then just start setting aside however much you feel comfortable with each month, you know, warranted that your day-to-day expenses are covered and you are, you know, you have a decent size emergency fund, then there's no need to, to, to delay. Just start, start small. It can be, you know, a hundred bucks a month, just something. Exactly. And I mean, honestly, Mandy basically said it all. That's what I would say. Honestly, look to your husband where he can start. You could put whatever amount of money that you want a month into, into like a, a Vanguard fund. Sometimes I think people think like, well, if my job doesn't offer it, that's okay. Because you can do the same for yourself outside of your, you know, your, your job. Um, but I, you want to start um, quickly and as soon as possible, because yes, there is a benefit to starting early, but it's never too late to start. I mean, I started early, backtracked by taking all that money out, then started a little later and, um, you know, either way you're in the game. That's really what's most important that getting in the game is better than not being in the game. And at 41, I mean, I hope you live a long and blessed life. Average age is like for women today is in their eighties, early eighties. You've got 40 years ahead of you. That is a long time horizon. Um, it's definitely not too late to start investing now. And, you know, it's also not too late for you to be a little aggressive with your investing too. Like, don't think you need to just like keep your money in a savings account because you're not going to, especially if you're starting a little bit later, you're not going to, you don't have the potential to earn what you might earn, um, you know, if you were to invest. That being said, you're also not 21. So yeah. you don't want to be over invested in stocks. So that's why I think it might be a good idea for you. Start with maybe a consultation with a financial planner or an accountant. Um, just get someone who's fee only who will charge you a flat you know, rate just to get you started. Um, and someone who isn't going to, you know, want to take a cut of your future, you know, earnings in your investment account. Um, or if you want to do even simpler, what is that app called? Acorns? Is that mm-hmm. the one where you yep. can sign up and it rounds up your, does it round up your purchases and then it saves? Yep. So you the can leftovers? like, so, cause I have acorns. So you can, you can put, um, like, you know, you can say 50 bucks a month or whatever. And then you can also say, Hey, every time I swipe, this particular card or whatever, you know, round up that, that chain. So that's a good, like super easy place to kind of start. But I agree with Mandy that, you, you know, you're going to want to sit with 
a professional just to get um, a better understanding. But you can literally sign up for Acorns tonight just so you get started, even if it's 20 bucks a month. So it's something. It's not about the 20 bucks. It's about the habit of I am setting aside for my future. I understand that it is my younger self's job to take care of my older self. Take care of your inner Wanda. What's her name? Wanda. Wanda. Okay. (laughs) I have a cousin named Wanda. Shout out to Kihei. All right. Thank you for your question at meme702. Let's see. Oh, here's a question that we got from last week. And I just asked for a little bit of follow-up information. So this is Instagram user Binks. So Binks has a question about um, paying off her car note. So she says, I'm thinking of purchasing a home in the next few years. I think to get there, my first step should be to pay off my car. But I find that idea unsettling because honestly, people cannot drive in Atlanta. So I was thinking of saving the amount in an online savings account. If I were to save up enough money to pay off my car, do you think that I can negotiate how much I owe with my lender down by having a lump sum? Binks. Interesting. I was going to say that. I never heard that before. I don't want to say no, but I'm saying not likely because, I mean, it's it's the amount of, I mean, it's not... It's not like a low, well, I, you know, I don't want to say no. I've not, I, I quite honestly, I've never heard about anybody negotiating for like, hey, I know I owe you, um, you know, $10,000 on a car. What if I gave you eight in a lump sum? Because here's in general, this is what I found about lenders, even when I was going through my foreclosure and stuff, that the only time that they are open for negotiation is when you haven't given them anything for a while. Because at that point, they're like, just give me something. Um, even when you're going for modification, so modification is like when you're trying to get your, like, so for a mortgage and when I couldn't afford my mortgage anymore, I applied for modification and that's when they're trying to modify my mortgage to a lower monthly payment. And the only way to qualify for modification was for me to be late and consistently late. So I wasn't late. So when I first applied, they would not, they would not give me modification because in the bank's eyes, so you're telling me person who pays on time that you don't want to give me the money that you've been giving me why should I take less when you give me my money now I'm not advocating for you not to pay like like well I'm just gonna be late on my my car payment and then see if they'll take a take less money because you don't want to tank your credit score and your chances of getting a home but I'm just saying that lenders typically don't look to settle or negotiate when they're already receiving their money. Like take yourself out for a minute of like, it's you. And just like, imagine somebody owed you money. They owed you a thousand dollars and they were giving you a hundred dollars a month. And it's been four months and they paid you your hundred dollars on the first of every month, never been late. And they're like, Hey girl, I know I owe you $600. Can I just give you four? It's like, no, I'll just continue to get my hundred dollars a month for the next six months. Thanks. You see what I mean? So there's no real benefit Mm -hmm. for the bank. So like I said, I, I've never heard of it before. I'm not going to say no, but I, I just don't know how likely that is. Well, let me help out a little bit here. So when I got this question, I reached out to Jennifer Jones, who is uh, the autos writer that we have here at Lending Tree, uh, where I work. And I asked Jen, because she has experience actually working in the financing um, office at dealerships um, around the country. So I asked Jen, is this something that you've heard before? And she said, honestly, every lender is a little bit different. Um, you, It takes two to negotiate. So all you, you know, all you can do is start to ask. Um, but she said, so you're to your point, because I had the same thought, you know, what's in it for the bank to negotiate someone who's been paying their auto, who's been paying their note on time. But Jen actually said, if you tell them something like, you know, be truthful about your situation, if you're truly struggling, if you think you're about to file bankruptcy, or you've got other debts that have been piling up, you know, since you originally took out the loan, um, and you ask them how to how they can help you, you may find that they may be actually sympathetic to your cause. Um, and one of the reasons that Jen pointed out is that, Yes, you can say, why would they negotiate with you? All they have to do is repossess your car if you stop paying. Um, but Jen said, it's people don't realize it's actually expensive for the lender um, to repossess cars. And they have to sell the car for wholesale, which means they would get less than probably what they wanted to um, if they were able to trade it in or something like that. Um, so they may not even want to take the car back in most situations. And that may give you some negotiation um, leverage when it comes down to it. So it's not... A no, it's just more of a depends. Um, mm-hmm. 
in this particular case with listener Binks, you know, she's thinking, let me pay off my car so I'll be ready to purchase a home and have, you know, that'll help you lower your debt to income ratio, mm-hmm. which which is a big factor for getting approved for a mortgage or even just getting a better mortgage rate. So I I do think it's a good idea. Um I I I I would just say you you won't know unless you ask your lender and you will go into the conversation and Jen agreed with this. You'll go into the conversation a lot stronger if you can say I have this lump sum um Already. and I can pay off the car right now. Um and so you might seemed... want to wait to have the conversation until you actually have the lump sum. Yeah. Yes, that was good. I never heard that before. I was like, "Huh." I never thought about that, but yes, honestly, and if and if you do it, let us know because I would love, or if anybody's in the audience has has done that before, please let us know. I would love to know the outcome and maybe kind of share with us what kind of tipped the scale in your favor so that way we can share. 100%. Hit us up at brownambitionpodcast at gmail.com uh, or Instagram at brownambitionpodcast. Where else can they find us? Twitter at the BA podcast brownambitionpodcast.com. Just Google Brown Ambition Podcast. We're everywhere. Thank you guys for your questions. Yes, and now it's time for Booster Break. For all the family, will you boost? Will you break? What will it be, Mandy? Mickey Mouse Club nailed it. Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, after 10,000 years, but I'm going to let it. I'm going to leave it. Okay. (laughs) Easy. So I've got to do a break this week. I heard, so we all, I think it came out a couple of weeks ago, Disney cast um, Hallie Bailey of Hallie. Is it Hallie and Chloe? How do they pronounce that X Mm -hmm. in the middle? Okay. So they cast, um, young, beautiful black singer, actress, Hallie Bailey as the new Ariel in the little mermaid, which was like, no one saw that coming. It was freaking amazing. But of course, very quickly after that news broke, we had this hashtag start on Twitter, hashtag not my Ariel, which became a whole thing there were think pieces written on it black twitter went insane of course we're all defending why we need you know why a mythical character you know can be any shade of the rainbow and then an article came out this week that actually people looked back where did this hashtag not my aerial um come from from. turns out it was russia Uh. yeah so that you know if you haven't heard like a lot of the reason, like what's there's there's these Russian like there's these companies that just hire people to stoke flames on Twitter just to you know get Americans all riled up and at each other's throats, and they created this hashtag purposefully to tap into what actually worked, which is like this latent understanding, this latent expectation of racism in America, and mm-hmm. got it was like minorities versus white people, and you know just all this unnecessary right. debate, which mm-hmm. is not because like it was started by these Russian, um, these Russian bots on social media. It like distorts what's really going on. Are people really that upset about a black Ariel, or is it just Russian bots making us think that we have? People are upset. Yeah. You know, of course, I'm sure there's a handful of people in America who, you know, are very upset about this, this and Black Santa Claus and everything else. Um, But I just, I got to do a brown break for buying into the social media rage machine and just like jumping on the bandwagon and chiming in because you could just be proliferating a completely false, um, a completely false, like narrative, narrative. Yeah, thank you. Narrative. Um, So just think about it. And, and, you know, do your Googles to see where things originated from before you believe. Yeah, what's really I mean, going on? It's such a shame that you know it it caught caught on so quickly. Um, there's something to be said for that as well. Um, well, I am actually going to boost. Um, speaking of dope black women in the movies and such, so 007 James Bond. Um, I take my what is it? Is he saying like shaken not stirred or something like that? I don't know. Anyway. Bond, James Bond. That's all I know. <laughs> so anyway, <laughs> um, currently he is played by a man named Daniel Craig. That's like he's a kind of blondish blue eyes. But wasn't he like originally from um who was he was so handsome? Like um he's got like a Scottish accent. Um the original James Bond. Well, he's not the original. Uh, um, Pierce Brosnan? No. Uh, no, uh, no, 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 no. Sean Connery. Sean yes! Connery. Yes. <laughs> Woof. Where did I dig that up from? I don't know. Uh. Honestly, I, didn't, I, I didn't have it. 
Um, so Sean Connery. I don't know if that was the first one, and I, I don't. I know it's not, but that's like the first one I remember. Um, so anyway, um, it's always been played by a dude. So for the very first time, not only is 007, obviously her name is not going to be James Bond, but not only is the 007 character going to be played by a woman, it's by a black woman, a black British actress to be in fact. Her name is, her name is LaShonda Lynch. And, um, for years there has been intense speculation about who's going to take over the reins, of the most, I mean, honestly, the James Bond kind of like series is like the most durable and profitable film franchises in history. Um, and so the fact that they're getting a black woman is like, wait a minute. Um, she is 31 years old. She is a newcomer. Um, she was, wasn't she in the, um, the Captain Marvel movie? She played like the Air Force pilot, the best friend of Captain Marvel. Oh, yes, I think you're right. Yeah, that was when I first saw her. Knowing things in pop culture. Okay. So honestly, I am super duper excited. Um, so now that you know about the whole fake hashtag not my Ariel, please be mindful that I'm sure that the Russian bots are also working on not my bond or whatever. Don't do um, it. Don't retweet it. Yeah, don't, don't, don't do it. Just, you know, just enjoy. Just I'm show just... up to the movies whenever it comes out. That's all you have to do to protest. That's all exactly. you have to do. Yeah. So yeah, honestly, I'm really excited to see it because I'm like, I'm, I'm excited to see like, you know, from a woman's perspective, like, what are they going to do? Because, you know, James Bond is supposed to be, like, kind of like this, like, sexy spy that um, solves crime or whatever, but also seduces women. So I'm really yeah. excited to see what is it going to look like from a woman's perspective, you know? If it wasn't going to be Idris Elba, the god of, you know, cinema, like, I love Idris. If, if it wasn't going to be him, because, you know, he was in the mix for a while, and I really was, like wanting him to win this role but yeah if it wasn't going to be him this is this is like honestly even better than i could have imagined like i didn't even think beyond it's got to be a dude which you know i should question my own you know my own thought process but the fact that it's a woman and they have a woman um writing it phoebe waller bridge who who's like a, a writer and actress that i've really been a fan of she's actually writing the script like this is major i'm Amazing. so excited major this this is like honestly since wakanda was discovered. <laughs> it's really been kind of a good thing for blacks and browns. Is in it the, the in Wakanda the... effect? It could be. I don't know. You know, I feel like that movie was so like, wait, black people go to movies? Black people like seeing black people? Wait a minute. Who yeah, aren't so Madea? I, think... <laughs> I know. Which, I mean, no shade to Tyler Perry because, you know, we're also grateful for the fact that they're so doors grateful. that he, you know, but at the same time, it's like it's like when my cousin started um, Munaluchi Bridal, right? So it's it started off as a magazine. Now it's like this this whole enterprise. But I remember when she wanted to get into um, Barnes and Noble, and somehow she got with the buyer at Barnes and Noble. She hadn't even launched the magazine just yet, and they were like, I don't know, do like do basically like do black people want to see bridal magazines as if black and brown women don't get married? I mean, are you kidding me? And so she. When 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 she did the first first um, run of the first um, issue of Mudaluchi Bridal, they told her do not print more than three thousand copies. They were actually gonna, I, which I don't know how Jackie managed. It. Shout out to Jackie. Um, so she was able to convince them to like roll it out to all the Barnes and Nobles. Meanwhile, Jackie was like a scientist or something ahead of time. She had no printing experience, none of this. She just was like, I wanted to get, I got married to my husband. There were no magazines available. This sucks. I'm gonna start something. And she got really into photography. I started this magazine. They told her, don't print any more than 3,000 copies, and we'll just sprinkle them in a few Barnes & Nobles around the country. She did a $10,000 run. That means, like, just amount that you print um, at one time. And they were like, not $10,000, 10,000 issue run. They were like, yo, you're bugging, you're crazy. It sold out in, like, three days. They're like, do you have more? Because black and brown women get married, and they like to see themselves in magazines. They could not believe, Barnes & Nobles could not believe how quickly it, it flew off the shelves. And that's, that was like, I don't even know. It might have been up to like 10 years ago, but it's been forever ago and she's been killing it ever since. So this is just, a, you know, sometimes we forget like black and brown women want to, they care about finance. Black and brown women get married. Black and brown women, like we do all the things. So having representation is always going to be a win for you. Rihanna taught us that we actually like to wear makeup too. I imagine <laughs> that, you know? <laughs> And so now you see literally every makeup brand, many, do you notice they all have like 50 colors now? I'm like, mm -hmm. 
So, um, so yeah, it's just like, this is just such an awesome thing. And I just love that. Like we're starting to normalize, like, you know, brownness in, in, in make it just mainstream because we are mainstream. And so, yes, child. Mm-hmm. I can't wait. Can't wait. Can't wait. Congrats, Lashana. Yes. And shout out to y'all because, um, a, a friend of a friend of the show, um, Tanya, my fat finance, she had posted, I think I saw, cause I saw I was tagged. She posted like, what, 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 um, finance podcast are you guys listening to? And when I tell you Brown Ambition was all in those comments, I mean, like, I felt like every other comment. I was like, oh my God, you guys love us. We gotta have Tanya just, on the show. I know. And, and I was like, it was just so nice. Cause you know, someone, cause they, most people had tagged Brown Ambition, but one person was tagged me and I'm like, what's this? And I was looking in the comments and I was like, wow, uh, it's like Brown Ambition, Brown Ambition, Brown Ambition with Mandy and Tiffany, Brown Ambition, Brown I was like, OMG. So I just thought that was really like, you know, just really, you guys really love us and we love you back. I knew they loved us, <laughs> but it's always amazing to hear it, to see you guys. Keep tagging us on Instagram too, because I love sharing your fun little videos. Oh my God. Did y'all see the video of the little boy, the little toddler? I forget yes, what the. Oh my God. Gave me hope for my own little human spawn. Will it be that cool? I hope so. It will. You are the best. We have literally been through every life stage with our listeners, to be honest. Single life. Should we be recording into our 80s? I mean, come on. If I can still if I can still see my computer screen, I might. I know, right? I mean, yeah, honestly, it's it's awesome. I love that you guys have grown up with us. So tell a friend, tell a friend, tell a friend to listen. Okay. Bring a guest next time. Leave a review for all our new listeners. Please go to iTunes. Leave a review. I think we're at 700 reviews yet. Let's get to 1,000. Why not? Help us get to 1,000 reviews. The more reviews you leave, the more that tells iTunes you guys love our show and they will feature it like they've always given us love. The reason they do that is because you guys demanded of them. So that is honestly the best way you can thank us for the show is just go to Inst- go to iTunes, leave a review, let your friends know. It helps so much. Okay, y'all. Mantra, you rest because I know baby takes a lot of energy. I'm in the second trimester. I'm feeling good, you know? First trimester, for sure. It was a struggle. Struggle bus city. Yeah. You sound good. You sound like more like peppy. I had a coffee an hour ago, so that helped. coffee. (laughs) You can do that. Science says I can. Don't even get me started. I don't want to. You guys, I don't care about your opinions. What I read said... I can have 200 milligrams of caffeine a day. And no, believe but you me. know what? Like my bestie did that too. She, cause she's really into coffee and she literally used to measure out every day. Like, Ooh, I can't wait for my bit of coffee. So I, you're right. I totally forgot. <laughs> yep. And one of my besties was like a coffee fanatic. And she was like, I know how much I can have. I have it. Leave me alone. I'm like, you know what? And her baby is the rival. He's four now. And just like, and he is coffee chocolate. Shout out to Gabe. Hey baby. <laughs> The Bigger Pockets portfolio of podcasts are worthy of your investment. We're having a real conversation as real real estate investors. New episodes available every day. It's important to buy where it makes money and not necessarily where you want to travel to. Bigger Pockets on the market, rookie real estate or money podcast. The purpose of flipping is to create more cash so then you can reinvest into other types of properties. The Bigger Pockets podcast on YouTube or wherever you listen.